Welcome to Encountering Jesus with the Church Fathers, a podcast that ponders patristic commentary and insight on sacred scripture, the sacred liturgy, and living as a disciple of Jesus Christ. I am your host, Father Mark, and I welcome you to this podcast, Pondering the Word of God for the Third Sunday of Easter. We begin by listening to the Gospel according to St. John at the 15th verse of chapter 21. When they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Simon Peter answered him, Yes, Lord. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my lambs. He then said to Simon Peter a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Simon Peter answered him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Tend my sheep. Jesus said to him the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was distressed that Jesus had said to him a third time, Do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my sheep. The Gospel of the Lord. Yet as this dialogue unfolds between Jesus and Simon Peter, Peter wastes no time whatsoever in formulating a response to Jesus' questions. He's clear, he's blunt, he's quick, and he is emphatic. Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. What is interesting from the standpoint of the text is that when we look at it in its original Greek, there are two distinct Greek verbs used in this episode that are both translated into English as love. The verb agapao and the verb phileo. Both, again, translated into English in this episode as love. Agapao is typically the verb that St. John employs in the Gospel to describe an action that is unconditional, self-emptying, self-surrendering, sacrificial, and redemptive. For St. John, that love is embodied in Jesus, particularly on the cross. Phileo 
is the Greek verb that describes a sacred love, a love that is shared among friends. It is a love that does express a bond, yet it does not convey with the same degree of precision and power the notes of sacrifice and surrender that agape does. When Jesus asks Peter, do you love me? St. John employs the verb agapao. When Peter responds, yes, Lord, you know that I love you, St. John employs the verb phileo. In other words, Jesus asks, Simon, son of John, do you love me with an unconditional, self-surrendering, sacrificial love? Peter responds, yes, Lord, I love you as a friend. That same dynamic is repeated the second time. Simon, son of John, do you love me unconditionally? Do you love me sacrificially? Peter responds, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you as a friend. Interestingly, the third time, at least in the translation, as Jesus asks, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Jesus then uses, according to St. John, the verb phileo. Simon, son of John, do you love me as a friend? And Peter responds, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you as a friend. Many scripture scholars view the evangelist's use of the verbs agapao and phileo as synonyms. Father Raymond Brown, for example, and Father Brendan Byrne, each who have written magnificent commentaries on the Gospel of John, contend that as far as Peter is concerned, he is hearing Jesus ask three times the same reality. Do you love me sacrificially, unconditionally? And Peter responds, yes. As far as a number of centrist biblical scholars are concerned, there is really no difference in this episode between the two verbs. On the other hand, an Irish Dominican, Father Thomas Brody, contends that attention ought to be paid to the distinction of the verbs. The sacred text in its original canonical Greek does employ notably different verbs that, yes, are all translated by the one English word, love. Brody contends that one might wonder whether or not Peter, 
at this point in his life was ready and able to hear, let alone act, in the mode of agapao. In other words, at this point in Peter's life, was he ready to love unconditionally, sacrificially, self-surrendering? Perhaps where he was at that time in his life, phileo, the bond of friendship, was not only what he heard, but what he was capable of doing at that particular moment. When one examines other dialogues in the same gospel, a similar pattern emerges. Nicodemus, for example, comes to Jesus in the night. And yet, while we hear very little from Nicodemus after that point early in the Gospel of John, Nicodemus does arrive at the time of Jesus' death to assist in placing his body in the tomb. Similarly, the woman of Samaria is another situation, another episode, that has similar motifs. As Jesus met her at the well, he did in fact meet her where she was on life's journey. Through dialogue, a lot of dialogue, and a lot of back and forth, the woman of Samaria actually responds over time to a deeper invitation of Jesus and emerges at the end of that episode as a passionate evangelizer, if such is not the case with Simon Peter. In time, Peter does respond to Jesus with a love that is agapao. And it becomes a lesson that is both comforting and challenging for each of us as Jesus' present disciples to know that he certainly meets us where we are in life, yet he will never leave us where he found us. On the other hand, many of the fathers of the church and writers in the patristic era did view this episode between Jesus and Simon Peter as a reconciliation, and some have even used the term the rehabilitation of St. Peter. St. Augustine, for example, in Sermon 224, writes, quote, Christ rose again in the flesh, and Peter rose in the spirit, because when Christ died in his passion, Peter died by his denial. Christ the Lord was raised from the dead, and out of his love, he raised Peter. He questioned him about the love he was confessing and entrusted him with his sheep. 
After all, what benefit could Peter confer on Christ by the mere fact of his loving Christ? If Christ loves you, it is to your advantage, not Christ's. And if you love Christ, it is to your advantage, not Christ's. And yet, Christ the Lord wanted to indicate how people ought to show that they love him. And he made it plain enough by entrusting him with his sheep. Do you love me? Jesus says to Peter. I do, Peter responds. To which Jesus directs, feed my sheep. All this once. All this a second time. All this a third time. Peter made no other reply than that he loved him. The Lord asked no other question but whether he loved him. When Peter answered, our Lord did nothing else but entrust his sheep to him. Unquote. That excerpt from a sermon by St. Augustine is rather typical of much patristic commentary uh, on this episode between Jesus and Simon Peter. Similarly, I, I would like to close with a, another uh, text, uh, this from uh, a gentleman by the name of Romanus Melodus. Um, he died in the year uh, 560 and was the author of a great number of poems, odes, and hymns uh, that were frequently used in um, the Eastern experience of, of Christianity, uh, and to this day are still part of various Eastern Catholic rites and Orthodox Christianity. Uh, this is an excerpt from uh, one of his hymns. Quote, Look to me, Peter, on how you offer instruction. Remembering your own fall, sympathize with all. Mindful of that maiden who caused your own downfall, do not be harsh. If conceit attacks you, listen again to the sound of the rooster's crow and remember the tears with whose streams I washed you, I who alone know what is in your heart. Peter, do you love me? Do what I say, feed my flock, and love those whom I love. Sympathizing with sinners, and remembering the compassion I had for you since I received you after you denied me three times. You have a thief as gatekeeper of paradise to give you courage. Send him 
those whom you wish. Because of you, Adam turned to me, crying, O Creator, offer me the robber as gatekeeper, and Kephas as keeper of the keys. Unquote. While Romanus's text certainly centers on the Apostle Peter, it nonetheless offers deep insight for all attempting to respond with grace to live the life of Jesus Christ. And so we conclude with prayer for this Sunday. May your people exalt forever, O God, in renewed youthfulness of spirit, so that, rejoicing now in the restored glory of our adoption, we may look forward in confident hope to the rejoicing of the day of resurrection. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. The Lord is risen. Alleluia. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Alleluia.